Pain Train Productions presents Arch Rivals Football Season 2. Your starting lineup, Ricky Litwinkowicz, Alex Aldape, Todd Rosenfeld, and Nicholas Russell. Enjoy the show. Okay, we are live once again. It's Tuesday night. It's Arch Rivals Football Season 2. As you can see, we're at a three-man cast again. We have returning again for his second show, Nicholas Russell. Yes, sir. And making his season debut, my partner in crime, Mr. Alex Aldepe. Hey, what's up, everybody? How are you? Now, we have talked a little bit off the air about some of these topics, and they are a little weird. Uh, First, we're going to talk about is going to be the new entrance into the Hall of Fame. Obviously, that was over this weekend. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I mean, it was a very, very good list of people coming into the Hall of Fame. Uh, Alex, were there any names that really stuck out to you? That um, the may, Hall of Fame? You know, I thought, I thought it was great that, you know, Gonzalez got in. I mean, I thought he really... Uh, he really deserves to be in there. He's probably one of the greats. So, you know, he's one of the greats. And so uh, I was definitely pretty happy about that. And you, Nick, what do you think? Uh, I think the one that deserved it the most to me was uh, most definitely Air Reed. You know, it, when you think about the safety position, how good he was of always being in the right spot at the right time, even when he was in Miami, uh, he was definitely one of the best safeties playing for every bit of the 10-plus years that he was uh, in Baltimore. So I thought Ed Reed, not only did I thought he deserved to be in it, I thought his speech was pretty kick-ass too. So congratulations to Ed Reed. Well, believe it or not, we had uh, teams from the AFC East that had a few guys go in. Uh, that would be Kevin Mawai, Jets starting center for God knows how long. I, I really admired his style of play. And cornerback from the Pats, Ty Law went in. Uh, oh, yeah, that's right. One of my personal favorites, even though he was never a Pat, was Champ Bailey. Yeah, I, I was just getting ready to say Champ Bailey. He was a he's a badass. I mean, I was, well, I, was, we, I was I was pretty happy about him getting in there too. Well, we definitely congratulate all of the guys that went into the Hall of Fame. And as of this week, after the the Hall of Fame was done uh, for the hundredth anniversary of the NFL, they're going to instead of putting in this amount of guys, they are planning on putting in 20 qualifying players to go to the Hall of Fame. For, ne- for next season? For next season. That's cool. So uh, that would be great. Uh, the listing of players that are there are, are phenomenal. There's a lot of qualifying players, so it should be all right. Um, yeah, I, think, I think there were some people that could have been that were left out. You know, I'm, I'm still... I don't know why... But I've always wondered why Jim Plunkett has never been in the in the in the Hall of Fame. Good point. Sure. I don't know sure. why. I he mean, should have been more than more than eligible to go in. Yeah, but he's just never gotten that opportunity, and I like they just never throw his. I don't know why they never throw his hat in the ring, but for some reason, they're just they're, they're no love for for Jim Plunkett. But you know what? Fantastic quarterback. I mean, he had a little bit of controversy in his time, but I mean, not compared to the players' controversy that we have nowadays. Uh, he was pretty. He, he, he wasn't that bad. Well, he did. A, how many Super Bowls? Uh, I I know he did two with the Raiders. I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure of that. Um, Welcome tomorrow. By the way, he's yeah. a uh, Carolina Panthers fan. Which is cool. I mean, six, two Super Bowl champions, not back to back, but uh, he did win. You know, he won Super Bowl. Oh God, six, fifteen, and eighteen. So I mean, definitely played for sixteen seasons. So I think he should definitely, should, definitely should have been uh, applied. Or hey, is it? Uh, isn't um um Troy Palomalu? 
available for that list next year? I believe so. I don't okay. think he's been at NFL that long. Yeah, I think he, I think he has. I think he's on there. My boy John Lynch needs to be into the Hall of Fame. Like yesterday, he needs to be in the Hall of Fame. Well, I'm not exactly sure if uh, I don't know. I think I don't think Elway was in that position either. But I don't think it was because of the fact that he became a GM or anything. Uh, and Lynch has been out, I believe, seven seasons. So he should be eligible. I think the voting is going to be a little weird, though. Don't they have to be out as long as they were in, right? I, I Again, I'm not sure if being in an office really changes anything. Right. So, like, oh, I see what you're saying. Because now that they're both respectively presidents and GMs, that it affects their player status? That I'm not sure. I'm not yeah. sure of that. I, I, I've never I heard of an executive... Because go into the Hall of Fame because they were a player. I'm not sure of that it is something we can check on for next week, though. I was just looking up the whole thing with Jim Plunkett. So apparently, even though he's got Super Bowl wins, he's got all these <laughs> accolades. Uh, it's he's a two-time AFC champion, comeback player of the year, AFC rookie of the year, longest touchdown pass. Uh, he's tied right now for 99 yards. Heisman Trophy winner, Maxwell Award, Walter Camp Award. He never got – he got the consensus All-American, but he never he never got like – he was never a Pro Bowl or never voted to a Pro Bowl and never selected as an All-Pro first or second team. So that's why they're just like, eh, we're not going to induct him. So, I don't know how much I agree with that, but, you know, it is what it is so far. So maybe they change that. Well, we do – well, okay, let's see here. All right. Um, I know our video froze, but we're just going to keep on going because it's still there, I hope. Yeah, it's still there. It's just... I mean, the audio is still there, so I'm all right with that. Comments are still are still on, so... Yeah, I know. So we, we'll still, at least still do some audio. Yeah. During that Hall of Fame game, by the way, and me and Nick were talking about this kind of a little bit off the air, uh, the first ever... DPI, the first ever defensive pass interference call was challenged. Now, wait a minute, what now? The first ever defensive pass interference was actually challenged at the Hall of Fame game last Thursday against night. Atlanta versus Denver. Yes, I didn't. Is that a new rule? Okay, I, I may not have been paying attention to the new rules, but I didn't think you could challenge a pass interference call. As of this year, they put that rule into effect. Okay. God damn it. Are you kidding me? So Nick the game's going to be that much longer? That's uh, what Nick was saying. Nick, go on and see if you could uh, kind of refresh what we were talking about earlier. Yeah, dude. I, I was saying to uh, Ricky earlier that I'm not, you know, I was watch- I watched just a little bit of the Hall of Fame game. Like, let, let's not, let me not get the game twisted. Like, I'm excited football's here, but I'm not excited to the extent of let me sit and watch the Hall of Fame game to its entirety. But I watched a little bit of uh, when Tony Dungy was in the booth with Al Michaels and Collinsworth, and I'm with, I'm with, uh, what's his name, with Tony Dungy. This whole, uh, Wanting to look at the pass interference plays, it's going to prolong the game. You know, we already challenging everything in a mama. You know, we got a challenge if it's a touchdown. We're challenging on turnovers. You know, you get your two challenges. Now we're throwing defensive pass interference in the mix. I feel like this is going to prolong the game. Again, I feel bad for what happened to the Saints to a heightened extent. But they had three more chances after that to get into the end zone, and they didn't. So I don't feel sorry for them. And the NFL should not have – if you were going to do anything, you should have changed the catch rule when Des Bryant got you out of that catch um, back, what was it, like 2015 or 16 or whatever it was. That is when the NFL should have done something, not on passing the fairest calls. I don't like ju- uh, doing um, – judgment calls or reviewing judgment calls, it's a joke. Because next thing you know, you're going to be reviewing holding and everything else. It just opens up Pandora's box for long game. Oh, and yeah. And then we're going to be we're going to be looking at nine-hour football games, you know? I mean, eventually. Like, we keep calling everything. I mean, it's football. Um, if it's called pass interference, then it's pass interference. Uh, all right? So just 
I mean, you got to. That's something I kind of like about. Well, I used to like about baseball. Now they can challenge that too, so that's kind of ridiculous. But uh, I mean, it, it, soccer definitely. That's one of the ones that's like, you really can't challenge a ref. Um, but yeah, this is just ridiculous. So what? We're just because Drew B- Breeze got his feelings hurted last in the the what was it NFC Championship game? I mean, granted, it was a big game. It was a big play. But hey. Tuck rule, motherfucker. Like that shit happened. Like it, it, there's nothing we can do about it now. We can't go back and that rule has never been changed. So just because you've got there was a bad call does not mean that we changed the entire sport for for the New Orleans Saints just because they had a bad game. That was one bad call. Well, I'm sorry. That's the way it's that's the way it happens. Bad calls happen. Yeah. And let me say this, too. Not only did Drew Brees get his feelings hurt, but the entire who dumb nation had their feelings hurt, too. Just crying like straight bitches the entire the NFL needs to bring the game back and we need to reset and this and that. Dude, again, I don't feel sorry for you because you had three chances getting end zone failed. I mean, it is what it is, man. If that was a fourth down play, maybe I would. It was a clear first down play. You would have gained six more yards, and the great Drew Brees couldn't get in the end zone. I don't feel sorry. For you. I yeah, I don't. I don't feel. I don't feel bad for him. I mean, I mean, it, that's the that's the name of the game, man. And that, and you're exactly right. They had plenty of opportunity to get their asses back in that game, and it didn't happen. I really wished it did, but it didn't. So that's it. I mean, you got. It, it's, it, it is what it is. Try to win it next year. I mean, that's the whole point of the NFL. It's, you go out, if you don't make it, you try to go do it the next year and get it back. And we don't need to start changing the rules because one city is all butthurt. Now, was that a bad call? Absolutely, that was a bad call. I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I'm not, I'll back them up on that. I mean, I, I, I completely agree that that was a shitty call. But what I don't agree with is changing the entire league because of one shitty call. If that was the case, we would be pl- we wouldn't even be playing football right now. If we just if we change the rules for every shitty call that ever existed, then the, the game would be worthless. You wouldn't even want to watch it. And I it's kind of getting to where you don't want to watch it now. Now that you know defensive pass interference, get the fuck out of here. Like it, it just makes it, it. This is football. It is a contact sport. Shit's gonna happen. Let's roll with it and go. I mean, that's it. I mean, that that that's the way the game's always been played. I'm just not for what people are wanting right now. I mean, I, I really not. I can't. I, I'm not gonna get behind it. I can see if it was a blatant, like mass catastrophe that you'd sit there and challenge it. But you think now, you only get two challenges per half. Yeah, and you're sitting there really thinking about when you're gonna really use them. So. You're going to have to be particular on certain things because if you blow those challenges early, you're done. And then possibly, again, I'm not sure if this is where they change it to the challenges are not good after the two-minute warnings in the second and the fourth quarter. I'm not too sure on when they decided to change that rule or how they Mm -hmm. set it up. But if a game, like a playoff game, and that stuff happens after the two-minute warning, what are the consequences? Because you're really not going to be sure on what they're going to do with those. Well, I mean, but you have, oh, yeah, and I agree with that. Like, but at the same time, you have to look at it like pass interference happens on basically every play. I mean, it really does. If you, that is you true. I mean, it, it, offensive and defensive, both sides are guilty. It's just which which side does the refs does the ref see? And so that's why I think this is just like. I don't know why coaches would want it. You're throwing away a challenge because most likely if you call, if you challenge a defensive pass interference, you're going to lose. Like, it, it, I mean, that's, that's kind of, it, you have a high probability of losing the challenge and up oh, there goes, there goes one of them. Now you got to go play the whole, you got to play two more quarter or another, another quarter or quarter and a half with only one challenge left over. And you got to be a little bit more careful. I mean, so I, hey, you know what? And you know what? I didn't even think about it like that because you know, you know what the rule is: is that there has to be indisputable evidence that there's pass interference. So if you get two guys that are hand fighting, 
and you're like, well, that guy can't fight more than my guy. He got open. You're you're guaranteed to lose because again, it's a judgment call. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. But and and that's and and I, I don't know. I just think it's it's like I told Ricky. If we're at a point now where we're challenging pass interference and stuff like that, then you might as well do what baseball's been talking about trying to do and just do robot umps and robot refs if you're trying to make the game perfect. You mm-hmm. know, there has to be some kind of human element in the game, and I feel like we're continuously going backwards by not letting the refs just do their jobs. Humans make mistakes. It happens. I agree with that, yeah. Uh, you, it, it, that's kind of part of the I mean. It, it's almost part of the game yelling at the ref. Even if he does make a bad call, he's a human being. Any one of us could make a shitty call at a game at, on any given Sunday. And that's fine. That's part of the drama that is football. I mean, it really is. It's almost, it's like, a, it, it, it. that's, I mean, I don't know if what it was like, a, 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 a supporting actor to to the drama that is the NFL, like that bad call. I mean, just gets everybody on their ass. It gives you something to talk about for the next week until the next game. You know, it's it, it adds part of the excitement to it. I mean, it sucks when it doesn't go your way, but still with you. I mean, you're right. And I think it's going to be if we get robots uh, and like, you know, uh, AI calling all the flags, we are going to be in for a long game. Because they, uh, they, they, so they don't have they don't they don't make mistakes and humans do. So, so what are we going to be watching? I mean, it's just going to be like flag, 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 just because they're going to pinpoint every little thing where something goes wrong. Well, it's seen to see now with all of the preseason games that are coming up this week. I believe the uh, majority of them are on Thursday. I believe there's three on Friday and. and two on Saturday. So if this process really doesn't work out during the preseason, whether they would change the change the rule like the first week going into the regular season, I'm not sure. I, me personally, I really think they would they would keep it and then just try to tweak it a little bit as the season goes along. They've done that in the NFL in the past, and I wouldn't be surprised if this year is another one that they do that. I'll give them that that point but it, it was just a real really weird thing that they were that it even came up in the whole fan game i thought mm-hmm. it was kind of crazy but that was pretty much one of the highlights uh if you haven't seen the highlights of that game uh they're still available on nfl.com and it's just weird yeah next point of topic. go ahead next point of topic now nick i know you kept up on the listing of the top players in the NFL, right? If he's there. Yes. 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 So, wow. As soon as I freaking, he popped on his camera, Alex, you went weird. Yeah, it's fine. It happens. My fault. My fault. I meant to, I, I, I'm closing and doing the show at the same time, and I definitely hit the wrong button. He's Sorry, definitely no worries. It's awesome. All right. So, I have the listing here. The top quarterbacks in the NFL. Now, where I see the issue with this list is the list that they showed on YouTube is not close to the listing that they put on NFL.com. Why there's a difference, I'm not sure. Uh, but the way that they did it on their listing on NFL.com is they graded it by how do the quarterbacks play in the big moments, decision-making, and winning. Yeah. So I'm going to work my way backwards on this list for the top 10. And as we go along, I guarantee you, we can probably have some objections with this. So number 10 is Cam Newton. Really? Yes. And Cam Newton, in my opinion, for the last few seasons, have been up and down. I understand he tries to stretch plays. He runs for first downs and he throws the ball very, very well, in my opinion. However, I'm not sure if Newton should have been on the top ten. Any comments? Um, you know what? If, if let, let me take this first, because as a Bucks fan, I'm a hater of that. But let me say, let me say this about Cam Newton. The problem that I have with Cam is the Carolina Panthers as a team. I feel they come and go as Cam come and go. So when they're winning 
and Cam's doing all the antics and everything, then you know Cam Newton. You know he looks like he looks like a top ten quarterback. But then if you get those games where he's getting sacked left and right, or the game he had against Tampa last year when he threw four picks, three of them went to Anthony Ad or uh, yeah Anthony Adams of uh, Tampa, and he's on the sidelines, he's by himself. You know he's not doing all that funny baloney BS that he does. That he doesn't look like a top ten quarterback. I think my also issue with Cam is he hasn't really been healthy over the last three years with that shoulder issue. And I think it really came to light last year because correct me if I'm wrong, did he miss a couple games last year with that shoulder injury? So, so yeah. Yeah. So I think a healthy Cam, you know, maybe, but it, it's all about Cam's head and how the team is playing. You know, if they're winning, he's great. If they're if they suck, they really suck. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I can I can buy that. I mean, he has he's had yeah. You, you're right. He's had the problems with staying healthy, and if he's a one hundred percent and he's actually, you know, up to Super Bowl material like you that has been in the past, um, then yeah, I mean that that definitely put him in the top ten. But well, I mean, well, I guess we'll have to see this season. But I think I would definitely put him in the top twenty or top fifteen. I'm not, I'm just not sure with the top. Top 25, our top 10. All right. So the next one on the list is Andrew Luck, the 2018 comeback player of the year. His team was amazing last year. I'm not going to lie. That team had a really great run. Started off real crappy the first half of the season, well, the first quarter of the season, and really just picked it up after that. And Luck made a lot of more smarter decisions down the stretch, as well as yeah. having a actual balanced running game. Uh, he was sacked 41 times in 2016. Uh, and this year he was only a lowly sacked 18 times. So improvement in the offensive line actually did help him become a better quarterback. Alex, this one's for you. Yeah. Mm. Oh, What's that? The opinion on uh, luck being ninth. <sighs> Man, I, I, I thought they did well last year. It seemed like they started off like, they started off the season just garbage, and he did pick it back up. I mean, the, I th- the Colts are a team that can do that, and I think he's he's definitely proved himself to be. A, he's again like Cam Newton, uh, top fifteen. I wouldn't put you put him in the top ten. All right, okay. Um, if I if, if if I could say something about this, Andrew right Luck is way too low. Andrew Luck in this list is way too low. Andrew Luck last year a and I will say this until the day I die, Andrew Luck, not Patrick Mahomes last year, should have been MVP because you're going to tell me no Andrew Luck in 2017, the Colts are win five games and have the number then three pick, but they traded back. Now Luck joins the Colts and they won 11 games and went all the way to the second round of the playoffs last year. So a plus six, if not, yeah. should have been plus more with Andrew Luck on there. Andrew Luck is the most underappreciated quarterback in all of the NFL. And the fact that he got number nine on this list is a total joke. This man has no real star wide receivers. And yet this man still Eric Ebron was ass in Detroit. He hooked up with Andrew Luck and the man became a star. Coincidence? I think not. That's what good quarterbacks do. So Andrew Luck being ninth on this list is a joke. All right. Well, the next one, number eight, I just so had to be a player who was in the Super Bowl two seasons ago, and that would be quarterback of the Atlanta Falcons, Matt Ryan. Wow. Really? Number eight on this list. God, what idiot made this list, dude? Uh, this yeah, man. I've seen a whole bunch of other lists too. Like, I don't know how I, mean, I, I, I can buy Andrew Luck, like, because they did start the season. Yeah, they, they did, and then they went, you know, eleven wins. That was that's pretty dope. So I would give him that. But like Matt Ryan over Andrew Luck, I don't see that happening. In what world does that make sense? Uh, apparently he was fourth in completion percentage for passes over twenty plus yards. I uh, was. Apparently tied for fifth with touchdowns. I don't see how that was fairly possible. Unless that was just the NFC. 
But that's what they currently have him on here is number eight. Um, number seven is Philip Rivers. Okay. Who the what do they who it wrote this article and who uh, like where do they get their drugs? Okay, so apparently this see the article was written by Kurt Warner. Kurt, you done took one too many hits to the head, buddy. Well, you I kind of say the same thing. <laughs> hey, Kurt Warner must have got hit in like a flag football game before he made this dumbass <laughs> list. Matt Ryan and Phillip Rivers are better quarterbacks than Andrew Luck on, on what planet? Neptune? Because it ain't on Earth. Well, I will now, say Chargers had a good season last year. Chargers did have a good season last year. But Philip Rivers does the exact same thing that he does every year. And he, I mean, it depends on the game. I mean, I don't see, I, I don't see how he, how this makes any sense. Make it make sense, Reggie. Well, I have to dig at Kurt Warner. And I dig at him for the reason being there's a line on here that says the eight time Pro Bowler is excellent at reading defense and getting the ball out on time and throwing accurately. Where I find this is a big issue, if he read defenses so well, um, they probably would have not lost to the Pats in the playoffs. Um, because the defense destroyed it and kicked his ass in that playoff game. Uh, I, I guess they're saying it's an overall, overall work of body for this thing. Yeah, that's what I'm looking at here, too, because I'm, I'm reading the same article that you are. So they're not even talking about last season. They're just talking about lifetime achievements. Like they're t- like it's, he's seven tw- seven hundred and twenty passes and twenty pl- uh, of twenty plus yards since becoming the Chargers starter in two thousand six. So well, I mean, a lot of guys were really good in two thousand six. Like I don't, I don't get, I don't understand how they're how they're, but he they're like, but he they, but they even said he hasn't shown the ability to play his absolute best football in the biggest moments consistently for the consistently for the past four years. Yeah. And then, and then let me say this too, because if that's the case, then, then my argument on Andrew Luck comes up bigger with a guy with half of the offensive line took his team to the AFC title game. What twice has, has Phillip Rivers sniffed in the AFC title game? Probably not. If he has, it's happened one time. But come on, man. And and let me not let me not say this too. How in the world does Andrew Luck with no Hall of Fame players make it to the AFC or uh, AFC title game? Meanwhile, on Green Street, Phillip Rivers had a Hall of Fame tight end for how long? It could do squat. You beat Peyton Manning one time in the playoffs. Congratulations. Tom Brady did it a lot himself. It's not that much of an accomplishment, Slim. Dude, Kurt Warner's on straight up Tony Montana Yayo with I'm this list. I'm telling you, dude. I, that's I'm saying. Somebody agrees with me on this. But I'm going to keep on cruising with it. What do we got? Ex- excite me with who's next. <laughs> Number six on this vaunted list is... Oh, now you're starting to agree, Ricky. <laughs> again, there is a lot of disagreement with this list. This is why I wanted to argue with this. Uh, Russell Wilson of the right. Seahawks is on this list. And again, I mean, there was a topic. This is a, a topic for another show when all four of us are here. Uh, if I were to start an NFL franchise and I had to pick between him and another quarterback, I picked Russell Wilson. Number six is a little sketchy on this list. In my opinion, uh, was, uh, they even said it right here. This thing, he was ranked 20th in the NFL with 427 attempts last season. So they realized that it's no fault of his own. And he is a huge threat in the ground game, which he is. But still, like he's a run for he plays the run first offense. Cool. There are other quarterbacks that, that play a run first offense. Why are they? Why aren't they number six? I think Cam Newton was a little bit more successful in Seattle. Uh, again, I, I I find this list a little sketchy. I mean, it is from top. If it is from Kurt Warner, yeah. I mean, he is the top. He is the highest paid quarterback. So I guess if, if you know, since he gets that much money, then he can. Uh, then <laughs> I guess we'll put him at number six. Yeah, Russell Wilson at six is crazy. Come on, yeah. Man. 
Literally no running backs since Marshawn Lynch left. So what run first offense are you running with? Him running the ball? Yeah, basically. Exactly, <laughs> the, point. exactly the point. Him running the ball. Number five is Alex's favorite player. Oh, Raperberger. Yes. <laughs> oh, God. You know what? I'm not going to argue too much with this one. I think he should definitely be in the top 10. I don't know. I mean, but obviously he deserves to be up here more than Russell Wilson. Um, Big Ben's a good quarterback, man. Even though he sucks, he has a, he, he assaults women and stuff. That's, that's just gross, but he is a good football player. Um, I just wonder why he hasn't been suspended. Uh, I have no idea on that one, but I will say though, that he will have a very, very, Difficult season this year without his starting wide receiver and a starting running back. I mean, I'm not going to lie. Connor was good. Yeah. But you're missing Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown. Well, everybody's missing Antonio Brown. His fucking feet are falling off of him. Well, that's even more fun. But he did make number five on this. list. Yeah. Number four. How the mighty have fallen. Green Bay Packers. Aaron Rodgers. What can you really say about Aaron Rodgers? Uh, he's he. It's about time to retire, bro. I believe so. Okay, I'm glad you said that because I have been saying now maybe for the past three years, and especially with this draft class that's coming up, that there's supposed to be some really good quarterbacks coming out. Aaron Rodgers is about to get the Brett Favre treatment. I honestly think that if this team goes anywhere between 500 and below 500, it is now time to start life after Aaron Rodgers because, like, think about last year. Like, he was kind of really – I mean, I know he was hurt for for the most part, but, man, Green Bay looked like ass. And in fairness, you know, maybe he didn't have the help and all this other rat's-ass excuse that everybody makes for for Green Bay – but, I mean, it's just Aaron Rodgers was, was not making the same throws that we've seen Aaron Rodgers make. And I'm almost tempted to put the old word behind Aaron Rodgers because um, the Green Bay Packers haven't sniffed the Super Bowl since they won it. And that mm-hmm. was, what, eight years ago now? Yeah. And, you know, we keep putting him on, oh, well, he throws like 33 touchdowns to six interceptions and his touchdown-interception ratio. Yeah, that's great. But how's that translating to championships and wins? It's not. You got one. So Green Bay's got a lot of, uh, you know, decisions to make with Aaron Rodgers this year. But the mighty have fallen. I would have put Aaron Rodgers maybe more down towards that 8 to 10 mark than putting him at well, my problem with this is, is yeah, his numbers were good last year, but he gets hurt every season, if not twice. Because he's a fucking geriatric man. Like he's, like he he's a he. His bones are brittle. It happens when you get old. I mean, it, it, I'm, and I'm not saying that he's that he's not that old. I mean, figuratively, but for a football player, he's getting up there in years. And he's like, if you get hit like that every fucking week, there's no wonder you're gonna get you're, you're getting hurt all the time. He's getting old. Well, again, if you don't take away all his weapons, especially his offensive line, he may have a better shot at things. But at this point, he's getting killed. It's the Tony Romo syndrome in Green Bay. That's pretty much the story. Number yeah. three. All right. Talk about number three. Kansas City Chiefs, Pat Mahomes. All right. I don't agree with this. I would so, say I would put I would have said that he should be number two. Just in the year that he played, what that guy has proven he can do. He I, I mean, granted, uh, it's his first year, so I'm good with him being a number three. I mean, I'm okay with him being a number three. I, I like the guy. I like him as a player. Um I, he's got a lot to prove this season. I hope he doesn't de- pull a uh, a Colin Kaepernick and just have a banging like first you know breakout season and then shit the bed. 
afterwards because I mean that the, Cap did do that. I mean he he really did shit the bed. Like the, his second season was just garbage. But I hope oh, I think Mahomes is a better quarterback than Kaepernick is. Um, so I I hope for his, you know for just to just to watch because I like watching the guy play. I hate the team he plays for, but I like watching the watching him play. Uh, I think that he very well could be number one depending on what this season puts out. Because I think the kid, I, I mean, to be number three in your second season or third season, uh, you, you're, you're, you're all right. I mean, to be 23 years old and be uh, the, top, the top three quarterbacks in the NFL, in the top three quarterbacks in the NFL, that's, that's saying something. Nick, what do you uh, say about uh, Mr. Mahomes? I'm, I'm going to, I'm, I'm, I'm um, going to reserve judgment until I see what Patrick Mahomes does now that there's a whole year to take from. Because it's so easy to be like, oh, man, Pat Mahomes had a great year. I mean, he did 50 touchdowns. It's great. You know, uh, they went to the AFC title game, took them overtime to lose to Tom Brady. Yeah, 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 this and that. But let me see how you doing that after everybody has got tape on you now. You're going to make all them crazy throws. Are you, you, you know, I mean, he's got the arm strength. He's a, he's a really good quarterback. Number three, though, I'm reserving judgment. I'd like to see Mahomes maybe more at, at like five, but not at three. Because you're going to tell me, because you're going to tell me, basically, if you said it was based on winning, well, how are we going to put a guy who maybe not has won a Super Bowl in the number three list? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you know, I, like, I get what you're saying. Over, like you put, like you put him over Russell Wilson, who's won a Super Bowl. You put him over, and I can't believe I'm gonna say this, but Matt Ryan's stupid ass. Even though, like, he went to one. You know, you, you get me. So I don't know. I, I, I'm reserving judgment. I'm not saying my own sucks. I'm just saying I'm not gonna put him to three until he can prove that he can repeat the same thing this year. And then I'll get off the hater bandwagon. Put him in. Put him in the top three. No, and I, I I get what you're saying on that because you're you're right. Uh, I do think you know you, we started to see it, and I think Ricky, we talked about it on our travels last season, how we started to see the Mahomes train start to slow down towards the end of the season. Once that tape was out there, once people had time to study him, but it was it, also it was also the fact being he lost his he lost Kareem Hunt. He had no running game. His the, the, the three levels. You have obviously the quarterback, you have wide receiver, and you had running back. Once Kareem Hart was gone, the, the same production out of the backfield was not the same. Yeah. And I, I still don't I don't stand with the Chiefs on them getting rid of Kareem Hunt at all. One hundred per I one hundred percent do not back them on that. Um if we will if we will fight and battle for a guy who is alleged who the who the detectives say we know a crime was committed we just can't prove that he did it and there is a 3 year old with a broken arm yet this guy gets called probably one of the uh, i think the worst racial slur that you, and gets spat on and then pushes and then kicks uh, kicks somebody i think that's quite a, that, that that's a little bit that's that's a little bit more in self defense i mean it, it, granted it was a girl okay but still she Called him a racial, I mean, not pretty, like the mother of all racial slurs, and spat on him. I think he yeah, has right to be a little pissed off with that one, and he maybe, you know, push her down. And if she tries to come back, I mean, and he didn't really kick her, he kicked, he like pushed her back with his foot. I'm not condoning violence or anything like that, but I think. I think he got the bad rap on that. And the Chiefs just like, we're like, oh, well, God, he hits women and we'll get rid of him. But we got this dude who's alleged to, to have broken the child. Already, already, we already know that he punched or beat up the girl, the, his kid's mom while the kid was in the womb. And now we got, we got a kid with, broke, with a broken arm, but we can't prove anything. All right. Well, I still think at that point in time, we're like, you know what, man, that's too much publicity. We're going to have to get rid of you. Yeah, and and on top of that, you know, uh, the NFL suspended Kareem Hunt. Ten was it? Ten six, games? He got six games. Six games. Six games? Yeah, he got basically six games for basically being a human being. 
You know, I, I hate the, the, the cliched argument of, well, he's a celebrity. He should know better. He's still a grown-ass man, and he's a grown-ass black man at that. So as a grown-ass black man myself, trust me, I feel how Kareem Hunt felt because it's easy to sit there and say, well, you know, um, maybe you should have just walked away. You ain't the one being called the N-word, Pimpin. You have no idea what it's like. You have no idea, you know, what effect it has on you. And then it gets spat on, and then the man did a human reaction. But, no, nah, he's a celebrity. He knows better. It's the worst man, argument you can yeah, make. Yeah, man, fuck you. Somebody spits on me, I'm going to fuck him up. Like, that's yeah, it. Exactly. Like, <laughs> I don't care. I don't care what's between their legs. You fucking spit on me. That You could get hepatitis that way. That's fucking disgusting. Yeah, you deserve exactly. to be fucking... You deserve to be knocked to the fucking ground. I don't give a shit. Like, you... Yeah. But then you're going to pull the, oh, he hit a girl card. Oh, no. Equal rights, lady. Uh, come on. This is the new. It's 2019. Uh, equal rights. If you're going to spit on me, expect to be get something back at you. All right. <laughs> so number two, we're going to whittle through this top list. Oh, God. New Orleans Saints, Drew Brees. Number two on the list. So what? They get he gets a de- defensive pass interference challenge, and he gets to be number two. Well, he's are we just kissing his ass? He smashed the league's single season completion record last season. He did. He did at seventy four point four percent. Yeah, he did. And he had a lot of weapons, a run game and a passing game for a full season. I, I now again, this is Nick's division, so. He's seen Drew Brees a lot, and I'm pretty so sure hat. Nick will give a great opinion on uh, Mr. Brees. Well, let me let me say this: like, I'm not I'm not trying to diss Drew Brees. Drew Brees deserves to be, uh, you know, in that number two spot. But my question is: you said it's about winning, right? Like, are we just talking about wins and losses, or do we have to add on to the Super Bowl game itself? It because, says here for the description. How do QBs play in the biggest moments, decision-making, and winning? Okay. How QBs play in the biggest moments? So, name me one big moment Drew Brees had that was not called the Super Bowl. Uh, take that back. Name me one big moment Drew Brees has had since his Super Bowl win that we can remember. Go ahead. I'll wait. The only thing I could say was breaking the passing record. Okay. That's yeah. the only thing I could really even say. Yeah, and that's 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 exactly my point. And, and Drew Brees, Drew Brees is another one, man. Like I think he's he's a great quarterback and everything, but I put him in the same category as Aaron Rodgers. I feel like some of these guys that are getting put on these these top lists are based on names. You know what I'm saying? Like I mean, Drew Brees has one Super Bowl win, hasn't hasn't sniffed one since. You know, and and. Um, I can't think of him outside, like you said, outside of him, really, um, um, do breaking the passing record. I can't think of one defining play. I was like, damn, Drew Brees still got the juice. He still got the juice because he definitely didn't have it after that, uh, that passing affairs blunder last year. So all I'm saying is Drew has torn up the NFC South. I give him that. But based on the criteria, I don't think he's number two. Well, I'm not stroking any ego on this one. Of course you're not. I know who's Obviously, coming up next. Warner's got Tom Brady as number one. Now, yes, he's won six Super Bowls. He's got records of over 200 wins. That's great. A guy who's never really had top talent at the thing. I know this could be lame. This, this, this whole list could be changed. It can because there are some quarterbacks that do belong some places, and I think there's quarterbacks that are on the list that shouldn't even be here. That actually might be a problem. But the NFL list of the 100 greatest players that I saw on YouTube actually had Patrick Mahomes ahead of Tom Brady. Mm, look. Now, now, wait, was that based on the, the same criteria you just told us now? 
or was that based on last year? Because I, if it's based on last year, um, no offense, Tom Brady did not look that great last year. Tom Brady looked like somebody that was about to turn 40 years old. But I understand he won the Super Bowl and all, but he did look like absolute dog shit in that Super Bowl for a game that was only, what, 13-3? to three? Yeah. I don't think either team looked great the Super Bowl last year. I thought they, they looked like they were playing a quicksand. Yeah. Now, I, I'll agree with that. Like, you know, if we're looking at last year, I'm going to say Mahomes. I think Mahomes did a little bit better at his job. But at the same time, towards the end of the season, people started re- being able to read Mahomes. People have been able to read Brady for years, and he still keeps doing it. So that's the one thing where I say I'm going to give Brady the number one right there because it doesn't matter. Like, everybody knows how he how he plays. Now, God, I mean, people are gonna, probably going to get, oh, well, what about deflate gate and all that shit? You know, tuck rule. Okay, well, there's that. Um, but at the end of the day, Tom Brady, I still think Tom Brady is probably one of the best quarterbacks of all, greatest quarterbacks of all time. He's getting old, though. I agree with Nick. I think he's getting He's getting old. Uh, he definitely showed it last year. He kisses his kids on the mouth, which is real weird. Uh, but for some reason, and I don't know if we can put if we can put all these wins 100% on Tom Brady's back. They've all, the, the, the Patriots also have Bill Belichick that can polish a turd real well. I well, mean, he's taking garbage teams that should that, that have Tom Brady back, you know, behind the ball and then won Super Bowls. So I, I I don't know if we could give as much of the uh, fanfare to Tom Brady as we can equally give it to Bill Belichick. But the list that I was talking about um, is the top 100 players of 2019. Okay? The quarterbacks on this list, number two overall is Drew Brees. Then it drops to Mahomes at number four, Brady at number six, Aaron Rodgers at number eight. Tell me what's wrong with that picture. I'll give. I'll agree with that. Aaron Rodgers at number eight because Aaron Rodgers still looked like doo doo last year. But hey, real quick, I want to go back two minutes um, into the conversation. Ricky, did you say that Tom Brady has never played with top level talent? Because correct me if I'm wrong. Did he play with the greatest wide receiver that ever laced up boots? And well, how many seasons they did was well, how many with- but I don't care if it was worth one, one season, fifteen seasons or not. You can't say he didn't, he didn't play I'm with saying- top level talent when my man's played with the greatest wide receiver ever, and all they did was Tom Brady broke the passing touchdown records and Randy Moss shattered freaking Jerry Rice's record. Yes, but my point right. to it is is this. Okay? And I'm going to bring up a player who I really, really don't like because I think he has a peanut shade head. But Is it Jameis Winston? No. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> the player that was surrounded with the most talent was Peyton Manning. Okay? Should he be in the full Hall of Fame? Absolutely. No joke. Should be in the Hall of Fame. Because he then did break the, pay, the, the touchdown record with the Broncos his last year. I believe it was second to last year. It was his last NFL. year. Okay. But he's always been surrounded by talent. Brady has not had guys that you would put anywhere in the top 50 of a top 100 list. Brady would be there. No questions asked. But if you look at the list or the top 100 list, there are no Pats within 25 to 35 players underneath him. On this top list. Okay. And then this is how I'm gonna this how I'm gonna counteract with you on that one. I mean, in fairness, how good was Marvin Harrison and maybe Reggie Wayne and maybe Ezra James before or after Peyton Manning made Marvin Harrison a top wide receiver. May Reggie Wayne, a top wide, uh, top wide receiver, made Ezra James one of the better running backs, made the offensive line run uh, zones and all kinds. Of- Peyton Manning was that dude. Peyton Manning was such a G. I think Peyton Manning, not only was Peyton Manning the G, Peyton Manning is without question 
the smartest quarterback that's ever played. And I've always put him, I used to be a hater of Peyton Manning. But it wasn't until he went to Denver when he made Demarius Thomas who he was and made uh, who else was on that team. I can't think. Some of them other wide receivers were there because Demarius Thomas, his only claim to fame was that he caught a pass that made Tim Tebow didn't look like such a piece of crap quarterback and that game against Pittsburgh. But after that, he wasn't jack-ish until Peyton Manning came around. So I think with Tom Brady, it's like, okay, yeah, Tom's made a lot of acolytes and he's won a lot of Super Bowls with no-name guys. That's cool. But Peyton Manning had made some average C-plus guys into borderline Hall of Famers and great fantasy talent. Oh, and by the way, you're going to get enough of hate on my boy Jameis. If you hate on my boy <laughs> one more time, so help me God, I'm going to tag that. you every time Jameis Winston throws a touchdown this year. So help me by the way, I don't know this boy. This top hundred list, the next Patriot after Tom Brady is Julian Edelman, and he's at number ninety. But, yeah. but yet you can scale this entire list, and there are n- multiple players from the same team, including uh, former Tampa Bay Buck Geno Atkins on this list. But yeah, there are a lot of players from the same team on here. And the Pats have two top ten players, two top hundred players. I mean, so it's a it's a controversy. I don't know. So yeah, I'm sitting here looking at the the little lineup for Super Bowl Fifty, and uh, yeah, he had Demarius Thomas, Owen Daniels, Emmanuel Sanders. But I mean, Vernon Davy or Davis. Yeah, that's who I was thinking of. It was yeah. Emmanuel Sanders. That's the other guy. Yeah. But now I'm looking at that defense. Dude, that defense was the shit, dude. Malik Jackson, Von Miller, Demarcus Ware, Brandon Marshall, Akeem Talib. I mean, that was that. Was, yeah, that no, yeah it's some heavy hitters on that. They game. had they had a bang. I mean, that was the no. That was the year of the no fly zone. Yep. But uh, but even look at the year that Peyton Manning went to the Super Bowl against the Bears. The Bears have been to a Super Bowl since uh, since '85. Oh no! Which team did they play? The is the Saints? Okay. Nah, they um, what's called it? The the Peyton Manning's one and one the Super Bowls. He beat the Bears, and then he lost to the Saints. When he was yeah, there. Hey, 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 believe you me, the Bears have been to a Super Bowl since '85, and they look like doo doo in the one that they were in. But you have better believe that from a man being from Chicago, I let them know before they try to dog my squad. That they're still thirty-five year losers. Bunch of oh, morons. Yeah. Bear fans are idiots. Don't get me started on them, please. Yeah. I <laughs> Alex will uh, confer on that one. <laughs> oh, I'm glad there's another Bears hater except for me. All right, so we're at that time. Um, I think next week we should really debate this top hundred list. Okay. Because the NFL put together this list. I watched the videos. I I pretty much lost maybe about two, three years of attention span. But it is a very interesting list. So until next time, on behalf of Alex and Nicholas, we will catch you guys later.